join the conversation with June and Heidi. Welcome to A Cup of Grace. shield of faith is is we always have a shield we have the sword we have all of these things says the belt of truth the righteousness we put on the the, the breastplate the, the helmet of salvation god gives us all of this in his word mm-hmm. it's, it's for us to use for us to be able to take that attack because we are being attacked baby he, the devil is always, as we were saying, like the missiles, he's always got those missiles coming. And we're not just trying to shield ourselves from it, but we're trying to shield our families and our communities yes. and our neighbors, our strangers, anybody. Who? You have to look at your heart. If you see in your heart that you don't care, yeah, that's a sad thing. Do you care enough? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we had that. It's today. Yes, today. <laughs> and just, yeah. and just hearing that, and June brought up another good point. You have the helmet, the breastplate, the shoes, the belt, the sword. We have all these things, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of that, what did he say? Pray. To pray. Only the only pray. way you can use yeah. those things that's is what it was used for. That's yeah, what it was he gave for. that to use to it pray. To pray. Stand. Mm. Stand. So in other words, mm. we can underestimate our enemy and use the weapon God gave us. They came with a high cost. Because the Bible says when um, Jesus sacrificed his life, that's when the, the veil ripped. So we don't need a priest to come and do all the sacrifice and do all of these things for us. Because now through Jesus, who is our high priest, he is the one who is sitting at the right hand of the Father, still interceding for us. We don't have to wait that one time a year. I believe that's when they went in. We can 24-7, even in your sleep, you can pray to the almighty God who is the one who has your life, your spouse life, your children life, your eternal life in his hand. Yeah, we have we have that prayer of forgiveness, the prayer of confession. Forgiveness, that's a main, that's that's a that, big one. I mean, you have to have a forgiving heart before you can. That's right, absolutely. Father, like, you can't be holding stuff against people. Pray for your and enemies. That God is just going to forgive us. Yes. It, it's an orderly thing. And again, like I was saying um, earlier, God's system. You could look at the world systems, and they, they it's a it, it's a replica of what God has in heaven. Everything on earth, all of these systems, you know, the old court system. You know, think of the Supreme Court and the judges and stuff. And that still doesn't compare to what God has going on there. But God has a certain order for things. He has laws. He's not going to break his laws. So we need to know his laws. We need to know the rights, the principles, the concepts. We have to dig deeper. And that's why reading our word and learning about these things. When you read the Bible, you see... Um, it's the Old and New Testaments. That right there tells you this is these are legal documents. These are not just a book. This is legal. If you don't use your legal rights, then all of this other stuff is going to happen. These spirits know. You know, they they, they know all of this. You know, when Jesus was here, all of them were, you know, were trying to cry out that it's this Jesus is the, the Christ. And Jesus is like, be quiet, shut up. Don't, you know, learn 
It's a book called Courts of Heaven or listening to um, Miles Monroe and his uh, kingdom purpose. I mean, he's always talking about kingdom. <clears throat> this is a kingdom that Jesus brought here and the governor is our Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. He is the one who is going to govern our lives. We, we can't govern our own selves. And you know, I want people to know and understand. There may, there may be somebody asking themselves right now, well, how do I know if I'm a legal representative? How do I know I got the rights? If you have, understand for yourself that you are a sinner and you want a life change, you come to God right where you at, right where you at, no matter, you are not too messed up to come to the Father with a repentance prayer. That's exactly what he's waiting on. That's exactly what he sent Jesus to carry on the cross for us. So we can come to him boldly to ask him for forgiveness of our sins. He knows if you're being truthful about that repentance. And you accept Jesus Christ as your savior. In that very moment, the Holy Spirit come upon you and he seals you. And that seal said you got the right now to speak to the Father and ask for anything in faith. In Jesus' name, according to God's will, he said he will answer. He said he will answer. So if you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's not that you have to be serving God for five, ten years and be a pastor or a minister or have any kind of certification to see how you can pray. That's not what it is about. The moment you repent, and that very moment you can come to God in prayer, boldly to the throne of mercy and grace. That's the only place, place that you're going to find mercy and grace. And we need so much of mercy. Yeah, yeah that repentance is a, a turnaround. Repentance sounds like such a, ooh, that word. But it's a, it's a good thing. It's a turn of the way you think. It's needed in this world. Yes. Again, we say we have so many voices coming against God's way, God's word. Everything wants to... As, as we see time going on, the truth becomes a lie. The lie becomes the truth. Everything gets changed around. The meanings of word changes. Everything is changing. God knows this, but God does not change. His word will stand forever. This world will perish. It, it will be no more. Like there is a new earth going to come one day. A new earth and a new heaven and the glory in all of it. and. Prayer is going to help you to have a relationship with God. It's it's the only way you can have a relationship with God. You can't have a relationship with somebody and you're not communicating. You're not listening to them. Prayer is so important. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong about this one. Um, that the Bible that I can remember is the only time when we see Jesus um, being very upset when he walked into his temple and he find all these people doing everything else mm. but praying. Why? Because Jesus understood then that the devil wants to minimize the power of prayer. And he said, the house, the house of my father is a house of prayer, not a house of entertainment. All of the good singing, the good, don't get me wrong, even the good message, the devil don't fear so much of these things. Because even with Jesus, he was able to resist the devil or to confront the devil um, when he was being tempted. Yes, he used the word, but what was Jesus doing before? He was fasting and he was praying. And through that fasting and that prayer, that word came out to be effective. Because some people can be out there quoting the Bible all they want to, but if you don't have a prayer life, 
that word is, is, is going to do nothing to the enemy. So that's when you, like I was saying, the only time I can remember in the Bible that Jesus was upset because he understood that the devil wants to minimize the prayer in our life, make it seem like it's nothing, when it's everything to us. Yeah. Uh, we look at minimize or say the word minimize. My first thought is comfortable. So many churches or sanctuaries, I don't want to, me personally, I don't like calling them churches because the body of Christ is the church. We're talking about the building. When you walk into some of these buildings, these sanctuaries, they have made it so comfortable. I knew I grew up in a place sometimes that if you came in off the streets, you sweated a little bit. You worried a little bit. Now it's so open to where you come in, it's, I'm not worried. Cause I don't care who you're talking to because I know what you do, you know what I do. It's not, it's, it's comfortable. And with not prayer being in the sanctuary, with not prayer being amongst the people, without prayer, people coming together like they used to, that's when the sanctuary is getting so comfortable. And I say that because even in our prayer lives now, we're so quick to do I don't know if y'all remember this. I'm an Old Testament guy too. Jabez. Y'all remember the Jabez prayer? Jabez names means pain. And when he got his name from the birth of his mom, his mom named him that because of that. So he was. this is the only time he was mentioned in the Bible. And he said that uh, he cried out to God and told God to bless me and enlarge my territory and and and. Don't just enlarge it, but keep me from harm and keep me free from pain. And they said, God, re, I mean, get, um, filled his request. God answered him. So many of us get so comfortable with that style of prayer of always asking God to bless, always asking God to, and, and you know, enlarge me, oh Lord, give me, give me more of a platform, give me more of this, give me more of that. But that sacrifice that you just got through talking about, that. We don't put forth enough because we're so comfortable in our prayer lives to pray for the small things mm -hmm. and not worry about the big things. Like he was talking about family earlier. Mm -hmm. But we get so comfortable. And I want to say a reverse in this right now. When you get so comfortable and always asking God to bless me, what you're really saying is, Lord, just give me more. Mm -hmm. When you're saying, Lord, uh, keep me from harm, is that a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. But when you're all, that's all you talk about in your prayer life, your little simple prayer life, when that's all you talk, all you're really saying is, Lord, um, don't help me to grow with you. Mm. Because you will never grow if you never go through anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I can understand if you're saying, Lord, keep me. Because if you're talking about, Lord, keep me, that means no matter what I'm going through, I know you're going to keep me. Yes. But when you, all you're saying is keep me from pain, keep me from harm, but bless me, bless me, bless my mom, bless my children, bless my husband or bless my wife or Lord, just help me with this house and Lord, help me on my job. And look, yes, it's, that's nice. And I'm not saying you can't ask for that, but I'm talking about these comfortable prayers of these Christians or so-called Christians is supposed to be praying for our community, praying for our churches. Watch this. How often do we see pastors falling on the pool pit? with their way of living that comes out in public and everybody talking about them. Ooh, now, now you gotta, you know, Why am I saying that? Because we don't know how to pray in church to keep them lifted up. Yes, you have to what, your pastors lifted up. Yeah. I don't know if I can say his name. Um, 
A pastor. A pastor. I learned my pastor. I learned. I'm going to get my stuff out there. My pastor. I learned. This is a good, this is a positive one. I ain't trying to talk about nobody. He always say, little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. From a man of God, I learned his words. And that will stay with me forever. It's sad to see a person who served the almighty God walking around defeated and powerless. And it's not that we're supposed to have a perfect life. And it's not that we supposed to pretend that we will never have problems. It's that we know that we will have the power to overcome the situations because we have been praying. Yes. And I want to go back to what he was saying about um, the body of Christ and the church, because my church has been through uh, a lot of things with my pastor or it's with the founder now, but and he was on the news constantly, constantly. I mean, they was putting so much stuff out of there. But it's like, why are y'all talking about him? He is just a man. Mm-hmm. He is a man, yes, called by God, but he is just a man. He needs our prayers. Mm-hmm. They're not above our prayers. It's like That's they right. need us constantly praying for our leaders, um, the president, our governors. These people, they are in very high places. And it is hard to be a Christian when you are in these systems that are set up by the devil. These systems are of the world. The prince of darkness, he he has some control over this world, especially in our school system, the, the court system, any system that's in place, any politics that's in place. We can see this in the life of Jesus also because the Pharisees and the Sadducees like this was the law, and these were the priests. These were the people who were controlling everybody else. And we don't pray for them, then the laws that they make, which we are seeing a lot of this now, that's what it is. Once a law is made, you can't go back and say, oh, not this person. We're not going to do this. You you have to follow the law or you will have consequences. So prayer is... Prayer goes so far around, so far around that if we don't do it, literally, I want to say it's death in our lives. Mm. It it is because without prayer, the enemy has all the room to come in and have a feast in your life. And what what he came to do, kill, steal, and destroy all of it. So prayer is that one thing that, that builds that wall against you and the enemy. The Bible say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yeah. Weapons will be formed. You will feel it. Yeah. But they will not be able to prosper. Not be able to prosper as soon as you are praying. And then what he said, when the strong man come in your house, when the strong man comes and breaks in your house, mm-hmm. what do you do? Just sit yeah. there and let him? That's excellent. No, you, are, you have to go against him. And we're not on the defense. We're on the offense. Mm-hmm. Actually, we should be coming after him. I'm not waiting for him to come in my door, waiting for him to, to come mess with us. That's right. I'm ready for him. I'm mm-hmm. coming after him. I want to go where he's at. Take me there, Lord. Take me where he is. Think he has his way. But we can go ahead and open up heaven in that place. And what does the devil have to do? What does darkness have to do when light comes? Yeah, and uh, y'all help me to quote this verse. I know the Bible says, basically, through prayers, God be able to say, uh, Pray unto me is another word that is in the verse. And I will show you things, hidden things that you do not know. Things that are in the secret, in the supernatural that we 
cannot see unless it's through prayers and then through prayers God revealed to us. We have to understand we're in a physical body, in this physical world. Our and, earth bodies. Right. <laughs> so we can't see the supernatural, which is a very real thing. And they can see us. That's the thing. Yeah. And that's that's very scary. Think yeah. about that. You, you, you brought up a name so and I can't see you. Yeah. But we can see you yeah. if we are walking in the spirit yes. through prayers. That discernment. I I wanna I notice every time I came in I switched it up to a more serious note, especially when I talk about us as a body. But y'all was just talking about being in the spirit and how serious that situation can be. And we're talking about prayers. But on the backhand of it, how often do we pray to be broken? Hmm. How often? Because that's a prayer. It is. And so many people are afraid to be broken. Because if I ask God to break me so that he can use me, we fear that. Now, we said, oh, Lord, I gave you my all. But we fear it. Because you don't know what the Lord is going to take from you. Mm. And that's why we fear it. And I'm going to bring up a point, And I want you to hear this. And look it up for yourselves. I'm not even talking to y'all. But those who are listening, look this up for yourself. In the Bible, we're going to go in Mark. Just stay in 14. Mark 14. Read it for yourself from top to bottom. But in two specific spots in Mark, he, takes, he talks about breaking. Broken, breaking, however you want to pronounce it. And whatever verse of Bible you may read it in. But the first time he talks about it, it's about a lady that comes in with a, a bottle of al alabaster. It's a, mm -hmm. a perfume or a cologne or whatever the case may be. But it was so expensive. It said, I'm going to show you how expensive. They said, and it said in the Bible that it cost a year's wages. Mm -hmm. Now, the lady that brought this perfume happened to be a prostitute. Okay, so you got to think about the years that she went through this lifestyle mm. that mm. cost her everything wow. for this one bottle. How do I know it's so important? Because the men spoke on them. They said, wait a minute, we could have sold that because that's a year's wages. They knew how important it is. Even when you look up history in the Bible, they say most women didn't wear perfume, especially this kind, because it was rare because how expensive it was. So most prostitutes that did wear it was a way of calling men into them that says, I'm available, I'm ready. But what did she do? Because the bar, the, you can tell the jar has never been opened because the Bible says she broke it and poured it upon Jesus' head. Mm -hmm. So therefore, she broke it and poured out everything she gave out. She said, Lord, I don't do this life no more. I'm giving all to you. Mm -hmm. She broke it so that she can be used. She's saying, I'm done with this. Yes. Then the next time he talked about breaking, they said Jesus sat at the table with his disciples and broke bread and gave it to each one of them and said, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. So look at this. He broke bread and told them this is his body. What is he really saying? I'm giving all to you. Wow. So we got two situations in the same chapter that something is being broken yes. to give all. But we don't want to give our all. We're scared to say, Jesus, break me. But he did it for us. But we want to be in remembrance of him. And we go to our churches, our buildings, and take our communion. Mm -hmm. 
But we're talking about prayer when you can commune every day. So why are you worried about being broken? Well, on that, I mean, and God tells us that too. He says the fear of the Lord is the beginning. beginning. It's the beginning of understanding and wisdom. You have to be broken. We can't stay how we are and be in the presence of God. He has to break everything off of you. And we don't know how this is gonna look because sometimes I had to watch. I'm like, oh, oh Lord, yeah, yeah. I'm scared to ask for this. Yeah, the yes. first time I asked the Lord in prayer, I was like, Lord, I can't never remember my dreams. I would like to remember because I just wake up feeling a certain type of way. I said, Lord, please help me to remember my dreams. Oh my Lord, that's why I always <laughs> pray for God. I, I ask God, show me the truth, but prepare my heart to receive it. That's good. Because if you're not prepared, you know, you, you're going to see something that's going to scare you away. But we know that we have given a spirit of a sound mind and not a power yeah. and not a fear. Yeah. And that we don't waste our time by trusting God, the God who knows all things. Not just some things. All things. He's in the past, the present, the future. He forever will be. So that's the beautiful thing about it that we can know that we can trust him and have no fear. If we are absolutely broken, we have given him everything about us, we know that he's gonna make the best out of us because he's the only one who can. In the, in the, in the potter's hand, that yeah. clay, he's forming yes. us back again. Yes. You know, I love um, David. Uh, I was going through a couple of his Psalms and I noticed that he started his prayers a lot of times, kind of like whining, <laughs> yeah. kind of like questioning, uh -huh. and God, why my enemies? And when are you going to? And Lord, this and Lord that, and then he ended up his prayer with the most, as he kept going. Woo, the kept, most beautiful statements about yes, God's sovereignty yes, and his power, yes, how yes, mighty he is. Oh yeah, that's when you bring to your altar, your room, wherever you pray. It could be your car. Sometimes I'm in my car. That's the best. This place. I don't have my husband in my ear, my daughter asking me for food, my little dog barking. Yeah. I'm just in my little quiet area and I just, I don't I don't feel like praying sometimes. But even that I don't feel like praying sometimes, I bring to God, God, I don't yeah. feel like praying. But then I started talking to him and that's when the Holy Spirit come through because if you are willing, that's all it takes. He said, okay, I'm gonna take it from here and take it all the way through. Those three layers of heavens all the way to the throne where the Father is sitting and our Savior is sitting, interceding for us. So let's just have faith that we don't have to learn how to say all this fancy words and, and be praying on our knees or standing or praying at 3 o'clock in the morning every day. And, and uh, it's no particular way of praying, but it is important to know that we are to pray humbly unto God in reverence. Knowing that we're speaking to an almighty God. He is not you. He is not me. He's not just anybody. He is the, cre the creator of the world. The one who holds your life in his hands. Come to him with reverence, but knowing that he's your father. Yeah. I was telling my husband, I uh, heard a message when the preacher was saying, um, there was this little boy that was laying in bed and he was like, Daddy, uh, bring me a cup of water. So the daddy came and brought up a cup of water. And then he was like, Daddy, bring me some snacks. And the daddy came and brought some snacks. And then Daddy, bring me this. And the daddy came, he kind of got tired. And he was like, uh, if you call me one more time to ask me for something, I'm whooping you with the bell. Mm. So the boy said, next time, Daddy, 
Bring the bell and a cup of water. He didn't care. Kids come boldly and yeah, ask their do. parents. My daughter feels sick. like I got a million dollars in my bank. Mom, can I get this? Mommy, can I get that? Daddy, can I get this? Yes. That's how we are to be. Come to the Father every time. He will never get mad. He will get mad if you don't come and ask him. If you don't come and talk to him. Because we're not just to ask all the time. We already established. Yes. We have to come to him with thanksgiving and a grateful heart. Knowing that everything we have, we, are, we don't deserve it. And he gives to us because he loved us first. Thank you for having a cup with us. We pray in Jesus' name this podcast has ministered to you. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we invite you to do so. And if you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to contact us. Join us again next week for another cup of grace.